Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 628, recording today live on Wednesday, the 22nd of July, 2020. This is a week, I don't know, something or other of lockdown. Many, many, many weeks in. We're all kind of, uh, you know... We're all, we're all getting into the zone, or maybe we're not. Uh, those of you watching the pre-show via Twitch uh, may have seen uh, some uh, enjoyable, uh, yet ultimately frustrating moments with uh, myself and Gaz, who uh, was unable to get his audio working, which is a bit of a drag. So uh, we, we haven't got Gaz, but we do have Mr. Ty Unwin, who's joining us from his studio. Uh, how are you, Ty? Are you well? I'm fine, thank you very much. I haven't been Excellent. on for ages, so it's good to be back. It's good to be back, so, and uh, the good news is you're going to be getting some super fast uh, internet action. So we'll be we'll be able to see you in all your non-pixelated glory. I think, hopefully. Yeah, hope. Yeah, hopefully this will be. I hope this will be the last show where I kind of uh, Mr. Pixelated and. Um, it's a the, look. I, it's a look. <laughs> it's it's a look. It's not a good look, but. Um, yeah, today I finally found out it's finally come to the village. So I was just saying before, so I'll be getting super duper, really, really fast internet. So um, yeah, nine hundred. I was just saying nine hundred meg. So um, upload and download. So it's, it'll the, be, to- it's it'll be great. the talk of the town, right? The talk of the village. Well, they, they, uh, to be fair, the average age would be there going the what? The internet? The what? Yeah. So it's no. <laughs> No contention. Um, It'd be just, fantastic. You'll have it all well, to yourself. <laughs> that's the good thing about it is, uh, you know, because I think I will be the only one that actually understands how to plug it in, so that's fine. But you get, it's quite fancy. You get a whole mesh system with everything. So, um, wow, yeah, so it's all good. Really anyway, cool. so... Well, I suppose yeah. I should say what this podcast is about because I was rather sort of distracted by our, uh, our pre-show uh, technical issues, but uh, this is a music technology podcast to do with all stuff to do with music technology and the things that surround it. That might be instruments, it might be recording, it might be playing live or some people are doing that or streaming live or all of those things that surround it software synthesizers you know music like i say pretty much all of them and i want to say thank you very much to our friends over at isotope for providing a prize we're on stutter edit 2 uh, this week uh, which is the collaboration between us and bt and i'm going to keep talking while uh, Ty fixes some kind of audio problem he's got his end. It's going to be one of those technical days. And I have this, I, I've owned a studio for a really long time. And what what I find is any kind of, make, as soon as you get a really cold, I've said this many times and everybody goes, you're joking, you don't know what you're talking about. A very cold snap or a very hot spell after a, a great change in atmospheric conditions you find that things start to go a bit dodgy because those little connections, this is my opinion, I don't know, maybe wrong, maybe it's just the way I wire things, or my jack plugs are all slightly non-standard, so any change in atmospheric pressure or temperature means they none of them work. But I don't know, Ty, oh, goodness, Ty's got a new pair of headphones on. I must have done it's, it inside, it's perfect. It's, <laughs> it's called being ready for anything. That's, that's my... Uh, Motto, I have backups of everything. So this time, it's just my headphones decided they were just going to unconnect and not connect back. So there we go, back to the Oh, list. there you go. So um, well, I, I hope you've been well. I know you I mean, you look well, actually, because often when we've had you on, you're sort of in the middle of some sort of 36-hour deadline-a-thon, and um, it doesn't look like you've been doing a lot of that. You're looking you're no. looking fecund no. and, uh, and no, healthy. I've, yeah, well, vaguely healthy. I've been... Um, so the last time, God, when was I last on? March or something. So I think I'd said I was kind of just taking a, a bit of a break from um, 
the 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 tv stuff just because of the it's just so intensive and i've done it for so long that i just wanted a bit of a break and um so i've i've just doing midge's uh, albums which is great but the main thing is there's no real deadline so i kind of uh doing it as and when it works and when it feels right so there are some days where i just yeah so there's some days where i just don't touch it at all and other days where i burn the midnight oil but um it's very flexible so it's it's fantastic so i'm still doing what i was doing in march which is i'm still taking out random bits of gear and buying new gear and just learning about these wonderful synths that i've had set there for ages and not really explored as much as i'd like to so it's been it's great it's really worked out well excellent i just good. got a i just got a uh, well-played use of the word f- uh, f- uh, I'm trying to find it here. Fecund, I think there, which I, uh, is is actually, uh, it's not there in the chat room for some reason. YouTube, where's the YouTube one? Okay, anyway, uh, I, I've been playing a lot of online Scrabble, so my vocabulary is, has increased somewhat. <laughs> I, I'd li- and I'd like to say that you know some of my I've I managed to get uh, a couple of bingos. Bingos in Scrabble is when you use all seven letters. When you're playing with random people online, it's best not to use that as your first word. You kind of go in with an eighty-plus word as your yeah, first word. They, they generally resign the game straight away, and you don't get the chance to have a, an enjoyable, uh, you know. Anyway. <clears throat> Never mind. So, so do we need to be scoring now from this point onwards? Oh, I see. Yeah, I suppose we could. We could actually. No, that will now having to play a sort of back background backstory game of Scrabble and keep score while you're having a conversation. Now, that would be pretty awesome. A brain power. Oh, do you think no, you could I, do? I don't think that. I could do that. No, we need no, we need no, production assistance and that sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah. even, you could make it even... Because uh, I did think about spicing up with people I know. This is absolutely nothing to do with music. <laughs> um, I did think about spicing by saying, OK, so the only words you can use it could be stuff like, you know, uh, random insults or uh, 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 swear words or, you know, stuff that's unpleasant or uh, things that call into question, you know, I don't know, you, you, you have a theme. So it's not only the, the only word you can have, but it has to follow some kind of theme as well. Now, that would be... Really? Do you, do you know what? Let, let's do that. Let's let's go with the let's go with the swear words, and we'll get a whole new audience. Come on, let's go with that. Come on. Yeah, maybe Come on. not. No, let's not do that. <laughs> okay, but okay. what we will do, I, I'm going to start with this because um, uh, another uh, friend of ours, um, YouTuber Mylar Medley's, okay, Alex, he's been posting some great stuff as well as his Why Why We Bleep. Uh, podcast which is uh gaz has been on actually which is i haven't i think i I was asked but i couldn't make it at the time so maybe i'll get a chance to go on at some time because he's a great guy to talk to he's been this is a a video that he's been doing how to make a tiny tech techno live modular system in only 62 hp this is using a little intelligel i don't actually want to make a 62 hp techno um system uh to play live as it happens but I will say that there are an enormous number of fantastic tips in here. This is one the of MCO, the MCO, for example. Sorry. No, I'm going to do this in a slightly clever way. I'm going to use a shortwave radio. Hi-hats. And I'm going to turn this bad boy on, tune it in between a station, and utilize its headphone out. And as you can see on this IntelliGel palette case that I have here, the palette is awesome because you've got this one use strip modules so i'm just going to fast forward it a bit directly into this so he's going to put the white noise into directly this into my modular go into and then trigger it and actually and hear it, it. trigger input that. so that is the high so white noise from the radio 
which is something that you might do if you've got a very small amount of modules available. I mean, it was pointed out that there's also the random noise generator here, which is should uh, the random generator, which is uh, the DivKid one, which should have actually have a noise out as well. So we could have used that. But I just thought it was a long video, and I, I will forgive you if you didn't get to watch it all. But, I mean, it's, it's such compelling content. It's, and there are loads of really neat tricks in there. Um, that stuff like using the, uh, the module, uh, which is the, uh, the one, um, with, which is generally used for samples, but you can use it for cycled waveforms and actually use it for oscillators, and it will have just loads of really good tips in there. I don't know. It's probably not right up your street, but you have got some modular modular business there. I mean, do you find do you find that you know that you are often lacking for new ideas on how to patch modular stuff? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not look. I mean, you know, kind of my my um, history with modular is is limited. Uh, I think, as you as you say, I, I bought the fifty five for no other reason than it's a self contained instrument, and and then I did buy a small. I bought a KB thirty seven and bought a few modules for that, um, just because there are a few modules that I wanted. But you know, kind of, would I say that I'm into modular? Absolutely not at all, because that's just it's just not my it's just not my thing that's it's, it's, that's the bottom line it's just really not my thing i mean i've got the pulsar 23 which oh, is did. I, yeah 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 so i got so that arrived well, before between the last time i was on and um i've been integrating that with you know kind of some bits of modular and that's the, i mean that's an amazing thing but it's again that's almost like it's not it's it's, it's a semi modular that's what you know it really is it's and i've got lots of semi modular stuff and i'm more at home with that rather than starting from a completely blank um palette and going that route but i think about this video I, I defy anyone whether you're into modular not into modular I, just anyone not to not to watch this and get something out of it because mm. some of the some of the ideas and some of the tricks you, anyone doing any kind of music will get something out of it going oh my god I, I'd never thought I'd never thought of doing that and you if just because it doesn't have to be done on modular a lot of this stuff can apply to you know any kind of half decent synth um just with routing and modulation sources and and all that kind of thing um doesn't mean just because it's done on a modular using wires doesn't mean that you've got to yeah. take it as literally as that there's some some brilliant ideas just the i mean the one you showed about the um uh, making the hi-hats out of the radio and i mean do you remember when we did the the thing down in bristol oh yeah uh, yeah. yeah the the performance I don't, you wouldn't remember, but I did a similar thing with the OP, OP1. Oh, you I recorded, right. I recorded the sound of the audience, and then I put it through a Mooga Fuga filter, triggering it um, with the sequence. Oh, I can't remember. It's the, it's the sequencer Mooga Fuga. can't remember the number. Uh, which had a kind of very similar result, except rather than using white noise, it was using the sound of the the um, the audience, which is essentially almost white noise anyway. But it's a very similar kind of idea. Now, at the time, I thought, God, I'm a smart-ass. What a great idea. And then you look at this and just think, oh, God, people have been doing it for years and there's nothing special at all. But um, I, I think anyone can watch this and, and get something out of it. It's, it's just it's brilliant. I mean, as for, as you say, is it you know just for modular no do i want to be writing techno music or dance music using a 62 hp absolutely not but don't let that put off people watching it because um i think it's really clever 
Yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, yeah. and in many ways, I mean, we were talking about Twitch earlier because we now stream on Twitch, and there's this sort of there's a culture, and I find it. I used to find I had a friend who would uh, just code. And I'd get yep. back late one night, you know, I'd be, I'd be, you know, tired and I'd go and I'd go to his flat and have a bit of a smoke and watch, just watch him coding. I mean, I had no understanding of what he was doing. I'd just watch him and then maybe I'd go, oh, are you sure that syntax is right? Because I could pick. And, and in many ways, it's like watching gaming, but you're actually learning something because it's very much a sort of almost like a stream that uh, of consciousness that Alex does. But he's he's really good at it. And it's really uh, it's compelling stuff. And the other thing is the speed he does it at. I mean, I know that he made a joke at the beginning about people saying to, you know, kind of do it slowly. But he doesn't just speed off and not explain what he's doing, which, I mean, I've seen similar things to this where people are there, you know, kind of cabling stuff up and, you know, plugging it. But he explains exactly his thought process of why he's doing what he's doing at a speed that anyone, if he wanted to, you could sit there with a with a system, whether it be a modular or a normal synth, and do a similar thing. Do you know what I mean? Without having to just keep pausing the video all the time. It was... Uh, the, yeah, the, it's really nicely paced. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing what you could... Because I've just been looking at the uh, Moog um, Matriarch. And, you know, on the front of it, you know, you don't have to patch stuff. but And, and the stuff that it does, there's two utility sections... And they're really clever utility sections. So you've got these attenuverters, which, you know, as you know, will either turn the input signal into positive or negative so you can invert LFOs or whatever. But if you don't plug anything into them, they just output a voltage offset. So that means you can plug that into an oscillator and pull it right down into LFO territory. And then suddenly the oscillator, which didn't go there, goes into an LFO. And it's like, oh, my God, I just... It was like a... a it was Jim from, uh, from Moog when I was saying you know, here's a preview of it. He said, oh, did you know you could do that? I was like, no. So I used it and it makes me look good, obviously, but it was his idea. But I mean, so I learned so something there. So I learned something You've just there. taught me something. You've just taught me something because I yeah. didn't know you could do that. On it no, I know that. And that but the, these, sort of, these sort of snippets are really interesting. And, the, and also the other thing about the matriarch, which I did not know, is there are two LFOs. There's one sort of basic one, which is just the two waves out on the uh, one of the utilities. But the big one will take a mm -hmm. CV input and track like it's an oscillator, absolutely right across the keyboard. It's a fifth oscillator. And it, it absolutely will, you know, it, it's wow. as good as the other four. Yeah. Wow. Okay. God, I should. Okay. There you go. I, you yeah. can have those for free. Thank you. <laughs> I feel better now. I'll go but, get it out. But those are the, I suppose those are the sort of things that make you kind of think, oh, you know, that they've thought about this, haven't they? Because I didn't even, and I review synth for a living, and I didn't even go yeah. there. But now it's something I can, I'll, I'll think about maybe when I'm, I'm doing other things. You know? it's, and anyway, so do check out Milo Melodies. It's a great, it's a really good video. And it's just, I, I mean, I didn't think I was going to get into it, but he's very compelling to watch. And I just think, Good for him. And, yeah, definitely check it out. It's called uh, How to Make a Tiny Live Techno Modular Synth in Only 62 HP. But he also does the Why We Bleep podcast, which is also great stuff too. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm stuck just getting back into the flow because I'm feeling feeling for Gaz now because I know he's had trub trouble. So And he's got his own show. You know, you know tonight, uh, Wednesday nights later on. I'm not sure what time it goes, maybe 8 o'clock. I don't know who he's guesting him. I've asked him to let me know. Uh, but he's doing his own live stream show where he's interviewing various people. He's had some really good guests on and I'm hoping he's... Uh, He'll have on someone tonight as well, and he's also exploring modular. So uh, yeah, yeah. Can I just say those show their shows, uh, Gazzy's shows are, are 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 brilliant. I mean, it's total mayhem. I mean, it's exactly it's exactly how, how you would imagine Gaz. And as we know, <laughs> as Nick and I know Gaz as a person, it's exactly 
as Gazi is. It is total, total mayhem. And he, you know, kind of he'll go down a route with a um, about a topic for at least. 10 seconds and then he'll diverge off onto another topic which is just as interesting and then he zigzags between these topics yeah it's a really and good the music, his jams his jams are just i mean they're mind-blowing they're just not on this scale they're just uh, yeah yeah complete mayhem it's fantastic well, do, do yeah, watch, it. watch it um and he is a really good interviewer i keep trying to get him to do some more interviews for us because he just gets really good stuff out of people um okay so uh, what are we well let's do the uh, let's do the the isotope competition because then we can crack on and we don't need to think about anything else um so uh, let's have a word so if you want to win a copy of bt stutter edit watch on from the mind of composer and electronic music pioneer bt in collaboration with isotope stutter edit 2 brings movement to your mix faster and with more versatility than ever before stutter edit 2 lets you slice audio into razor sharp rhythms and moving effects creating exciting new rhythmic worlds within your music. Instantly recreate the famous stutter effect in your samples, sound design, and beyond, all with a single button. Control a vast array of studio quality effects, all linked to the timing of your stutter edit, making it easy to add filter sweeps, panning effects, pumping dynamics, and more. Stutter Edit 2 is the fastest and most exciting way to dynamically elevate your music productions, sound design, film scoring, and more. Head to isotope.com to download a free 10-day trial, and check out our other Creative Suite products too. Indeed you can. And uh, as you know, we had uh, BT on the show a while ago uh, where he pre-announced this. Uh, but if you want to win a copy, uh, we've got a competition that we can uh, give you the details for now. We're looking for the hashtag rhythmic gestures. That's one word. You've got to spell rhythmic right, which is R-H-Y. At least I hope it is. Otherwise, I'm going to not get any entries for this week. <laughs> and the hashtag stutter edit uh, to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. That's a Twitter competition. So we're looking one hashtag is rhythmic gestures and the other hashtag is stutter edit two, which is the number two on the end of stutter edit to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And we thank them for their uh, provision of a prize. And we have a winner from last week uh, who is somebody called Bob Decent or Bob Descent. That's decent. No, Descent's got an S in it, hasn't it? My spelling is terrible today. Bob Decent, which who may indeed be a very decent person called Robert, which would be kind of nice if it was the case. They tweeted the uh, hashtag for last week. So if you want to get in touch, Bob Descent or Decent Descent, I, anyway, depends where you are. Get in touch and uh, we will provide you with the prize. I hope we'll send that over. So thank you very much. Um, OK, so next up. Um, yeah, wow. OK, so new... Uh, there's a new beat-making door. Who'd have thunk it? NPC Beats just out. Uh, this is free. So essentially what I think they've done is they've taken a version of NPC2 desktop plug-in software, which runs in, their, in the same Welcome OS the as their of hardware. NPC Beats. NPC Beats is a new music production software that's absolutely free, giving you the feel and groove of the NPC workflow. If you're a new music producer or beat maker starting out your musical journey, then MPC Beats will give you all the tools you need. From MIDI to audio tracks, plug-in instruments and effects, and a sound library designed by world-class sound designers. 
MPC Beats can run on your desktop, fully standalone, or as a plug-in inside your favourite DAW. Right, it's a really long video. It goes into all the features and stuff. That's uh, Funnily enough, uh, he's also called Andy Mack, and we've had him in the studio right over there uh, doing the MPC stuff, like the MPC Live, the MPC X. He came in and showed us those things. Um, so this is actually quite... I mean, it's a very smart move. I mean, essentially, it's a sort of equivalent of Ableton Live Lite, but for MPC software, and it's very much about beats. And so you get uh, two stereo tracks and eight tracks, which could be drum instances, chopped up samples, or their own instruments, which it comes with, uh, and all, or also your own plugins. So it'll run as a standalone host, or it'll run inside your DAW as an environment, and you can map any old MIDI controller. You don't have to tie it to Akai hardware, which I think is a bit of a genius idea. I mean, just from a marketing point of view, but also it's likely to be a lot less scary, perhaps, than a full DAW, which can be a bit uh, a bit intimidating to new users, right? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a really smart move. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean it's 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 great because you can actually see if it's an environment that you you get on with. Um, but yeah, you, you're right. It's exactly it is the MPC two, but just more limited. But I, I think what I do like about it is the functions they've actually limited are essentially that. It is just the number of audio tracks and the, the MIDI tracks, knowing that people will kind of buy into it and then want to get do the more hardware. and then go out and go and get the hardware. But that's but that, what genius way of doing it. Um, and they, I'll be honest with you, they'll still make money because they, their sound packs are like kind of a tenner each. And their sound packs are, I mean, some of them, I mean, a lot. it's not my bag, but some of them are, are really good. And, you know, you only need people to buy into it. And the fact that it's given it free, once you've bought three or four sound packs, which people will do, they're kind of paying for the software. Do you know what I mean? Because, mm. you know, once the sound packs are done, it's just it's just money in the bank. So um, I think it's a, a, a great move. And any, as we always say, I mean, we always say the same thing, anything that can pull people in and let people try it and see it and, and get producing music, um, for either nothing or next to nothing can only be only be a good thing. I mean, I'm a big, you know, I'm a big MPC man, always have been, and so I love, I love the, um, I yeah, love so the workflow. Are, are you familiar with the, uh, the 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 two? I mean, have you used the uh, have you used the, the, well, the software on on your you know in your world? It's actually really it, it's actually really funny because um, have I have I actually integrated into my main system? No. I've just integrated because I've got the MPCX, so right. I just use it as a piece of hardware that basically syncs into my system. But I don't use the I don't use the software within within my system. So, right. um, but I you know every, everything you're basically seeing on screen, um, this are it's almost identical to the screen on the MPX MPCX. You know, kind of the layout and the way that things are structured and all the. Um, uh, the editing it's all done the same way as on the big screen on an mptx but the reason the reason i don't int use mpc2 on my main system is for me the way i use it i want to see the mpc as i used to use uh, you know kind of mpc 60s and 3000s and whatever it for me it's a separate entity that just syncs up with my main system that's how i've got used to it and right, that's why okay. i use it in that in that way but um but I, you know it's it's a bit of a no brainer you know, if you're into if you're into anything creative, you know, kind of getting this for free 
a free door with this many tracks and you know the in the instruments i mean the, the instruments that you get with it the three instruments they're not they're not you know they're not going to change the world but they're three good half decent instruments that you get with it especially the electric piano the modeled piano is 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 it's good. It's decent. So I think it's based. Is know. it based on the air instruments? So it's sort of legacy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. the air instruments. Yeah, that's exactly okay. what it is. So you know, it's it's good stuff. Again, you have to just keep emphasizing. It's it's, it's free. free. You get it's a, free. You get a door, and 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 people will take to it. People will sit there and will then once they get into that mindset and into the way of working, will end up buying the hardware. So it's. I think it's a great move. Really good yeah, name. and they've got. You can go to. I forget to NPC. They've also got Beats Academy, which has got a whole bunch of videos from Andy Mack just showing how to, how to kind of like get started and running it with you know, making a drum kit and chopping up samples and doing all the things that you might want to do, which are sort of the basic NPC workflow kind of staples. You know, so in many ways they're bringing a whole bunch of people in who will already be ready to start working on NPC. It's quite a genius move, really. It's sort of like it's like grooming yeah. in a benign way, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> if, that, if it can exactly. be at all. But... Do you know if that's how you want to see it, Nick? That's absolutely fine. You, you go ahead. That yeah, never I, crossed I, my mind. I don't, we'll I don't think that. that'll be the title of the show somehow, but... Um... Do you know, I also don't think it's going to be their product, you know, kind of tagline. Tag <laughs> <laughs> Maybe only internally. Who knows? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm actually blushing. I can't believe I said that. Um, so, uh, yeah, Embassy Beats. I think there's been a little bit of teething problems because they probably had quite a lot of people download. I don't know what it comes with, how many beats. You know, you do get a certain amount of projects and you can buy sample packs. They've got adap adapted sample packs that will work in the Embassy Beats um, DAW environment as well. They're about a tenner each, I think. So it's not, you know, I mean, it's an immediate way to... To, to people have just downloaded a whole load of their own shop front to more Akai content. So good good for them. And it looks like it's, you know, a good move. Right, so what is next? Oh, this is going to be interesting because... So Steve Hillier, who is a, 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 a rare guest, occasional guest on Sonic Talk, he sent a... a he was going to be on, but he had a last-minute change of plans. But we're going to use his topic anyway because we were a bit shy this week, so, so why not? Uh, sorry, Steve, I can't save it for you. Um, this was... Uh, Oh, and it's not that, it's that. Uh, sequence of Titans, hardware versus software. This is a, a, a Medium uh, um, article by a chap called A.P. Matthews, who basically just thought, I wonder if there is any, you know, what, what's the difference between 90s hardware, later hardware, different kinds of software, iPhones and whatnot. So he basically devised a test system, which I, we'll talk about that a little bit later, about whether that was absolutely the right thing to do. But essentially, 120 beats per minute and... Uh, Basically, eighth notes are each one is 125 milliseconds, and he created something using, uh, uh, I think it was a um, MIDI output Adafruit Grand Central microcontroller, which every time it received something via the MIDI import, it would uh, timestamp an event to a text file. So then he analysed all of that and then turned that into sort of Excel and graphed the differences around that mean point of 125,000. And so these are the results. And so it's really interesting. So this is the standard deviation around that. I mean, well, I say it's really interesting, but it, it possibly isn't unless you're into maths. But what is interesting is it sort of debunks these sort of myths of the concept that the old sort of hardware MIDI sequences were rock solid and, you know, just had a certain groove and feel to them. 
And, and you know, you look at the results. So this is the MC50 Mark II. He says, look, I didn't have everything. This is what I had. That's the deviation. That's pretty broad. Uh, so between, I mean, it's, uh, it looks bad, but it's actually 122 milliseconds to 128 with the cluster around the central point. QI, QI 100 doing pretty good. Akai MPC 2500. Now that's pretty solid with a little bit of deviation, but very occasionally. Uh, EMU 64, you know, so, and then BeatStep Pro, that's pretty bang on. Uh, DOS Voyetra, that's old school. Surface Pro Reaper, okay, Ubuntu Reaper. That, what was really interesting is Reaper looks like a pretty good, but iPhone Cubasis has got a very tight cluster around 125. Uh, so, yeah, MC50 is rubbish. Ubuntu Reaper, mm -hmm. uh, E64 Ultra. So the, but the king of the crop seems to be iPhone Cubasis. Now, mm -hmm. there would have been a time, I mean, you've, you've probably come back from the time, you know, where, where, do you remember where we used to always put the bass drum on track one of Cubase on do. the Atari because that would be priority and then you'd stick the yeah. chords after the drums because it could only have a certain amount of stacked MIDI events happening all at the same time on a single MIDI port and you get this sort yeah. of slewing and mushing. I mean, the problem is MIDI has a 10 to 20 millisecond inherent processing issue, particularly if you're using opto-coupled MIDI ports because that wanders about all over the place. So there's a little bit of hmm uh, to the concept, but I don't know. I think what this reminded me of was the fact that back in the day, so we're talking kind of mid to late 80s. This was a huge thing. It's hard to explain to people that don't, you know, I mean, that don't, that are younger. Um, but this was a huge thing. And I remember being really getting really very anal about what I used and how I used it. And as you say, about where, where things went on what channel and blah, blah, blah. Um, and reading through this made me realize two things. First of all, it made me realize that Christ, some people have a lot of time on their hands. And uh, it was I was I was struggling not to fall asleep when I was reading through it. But when I got to the end of it, it all absolutely, absolutely made sense. And I'm so glad that this guy has done this because it's incredibly interesting. But you have to kind of care. accept that. And <laughs> yeah, you have to care. But then then it also makes yeah, basically. But it also made me realize that this is not something that I've thought about for 20 odd years i've not even thought about this for 20 odd years and uh which is quite bad really but i think what, it's, but why is that kind of, yeah i think it's because back in the day i could i could hear it i think that's basically the difference is mm. that back in the day you know i re i remember reading with about vince clark and he only used bbc micros because at the time because of the timing i, I that always stuck with me and then it went into um you know kind of the the atari 1040 about they made a big thing with that about how tight that was and then then i got into hardware sequences and the whole point of the asq10 and the mpc60 and all those was it was all about the timing and how rock solid it was and then it just everything became more pc based and all i remember about my pc and my i didn't have a mac then so it was all pcs was they the timing was rubbish no matter what me i always was bothered about you know trying to choose the best midi interface that would supposedly have better timing and 
you know, do you remember when Steinberg did all the mid-X, was it mid-X Ace? Well, it, yeah, that but that, that was the thing, isn't it? It's the having uh, multiple ports that was, so it wasn't so Absol much, it wasn't so much that you needed multiple, well, you did if you had lots of gear, but it meant that you could run yeah. an each device rather than on a through Absol and have its own bus, which meant that that timing would be at least as good. And that at the time, I was using stuff like, you know, kind of um, Emu Protuses, where you could obviously have 16 channels in multi-tombre mode. And I was I was doing stuff where, you know, it was literally 16 channels running at the same time. And exactly as you say, you would have to sit there in the sequencer, you know, kind of moving everything around, not because it, musically it made sense, but the fact that if I wanted that bass note to sound exactly on the beat... You move I the cord around, you move the cords. Yeah. yeah, I'd be moving the cords around going, okay, well, they've got to come forward. And then they're like brass sections of the going, what's the attack on the brass section? Okay, well, that's got to move forward by, you know, kind of eight milliseconds. And that's, so I spent all of my time to, to get everything on the beat. You were shifting everything around as you would in a door now with, you know, kind of timing correct, but you're moving around. But it was all just so that, it would play out of one instrument and sound vaguely in time. And that combined with MIDI interfaces, which back at the time were not that great. No. And so it, so it was all, but I remember it was a big thing. And then, but reading all this, I was just thinking, Christ, I haven't thought about this for 20 odd years. It just is now. And yeah, I wonder. I mean, is there any is there is there any internal latency if you're running it to multiple virtual instruments with it on the IAC bus or internally to a computer? Well, I mean, probably. Exactly, I mean, again, well, you would assume I not. Know. I guess I don't know. I I I mean, I would assume not. I mean, you kind of almost now because of the whole latency thing. Now again, latency is forgetting the MIDI latency. Just latency as a as a thing now is less of an issue than it used to be. I mean, it used to be an an absolute nightmare but now it's a lot better but even okay I, i'll admit this but this is oh, i don't know if i should admit it because i look a complete twat i don't care i look a complete twat so um so for for, for ages now i've been um uh, when I'm on the big projects where there's loads of streaming, there's loads of, when it comes to the mixing, I'm having to pull the latency right up sometimes to like, you know, 1024, even sometimes 2048, just right. to get everything in time and everything a chance to get going, which means that obviously it's, it's difficult. But when I'm actually playing, it annoyed me for ages that I couldn't, even when I got the latency right down, it still never felt right. And it's always annoyed me. And I always, I never got to the bottom what the solution was. So skip forward, I had a problem with my Trinoff system. Okay. Which is the monitor control system, isn't it? Which yeah. is the monitor control system that basically adjusts the room, whatever. So that basically had to come out of the system to go back for repair. And I'm playing suddenly thinking, Christ, everything suddenly feels perfectly in time. I'd sat oh, there DSP for years latency. forgetting that the DSP latency, and the thing that reminded me of it was the fact that at the time, because I think you, you and I, you know that I'm looking at a new new monitors. So I was looking at the, the key the key threes, which are beautiful monitors. But someone pointed out that, hang on a minute, have you tried actually playing music through them? Not listening, but playing music through them. And because, again, they use DSPs, so there's basically more than a 100 millisecond delay if you use all of the DSP processing. 
they have a low latency mode that only runs that's only one millisecond so that that's fine but when you're putting it in there kind of so that all all the phasing is perfect and they sound incredible when you're in that mode there's a, a latency of 100 i think it's 111 or just over 100 milliseconds wow and so you can't use them in that mode when you're playing performing that got me thinking yeah when you got that got me a whole thinking about the trinov and i realized that for all these years the reason it hasn't felt right is it's been going through the trinov system with doing the dsp processing so the moment that wasn't in the chain it all suddenly felt amazing and i hadn't realized a complete idiot that i am i hadn't i hadn't realized but again but generally speaking latency isn't something we really think about that much now because when we you know when we use uad plugins and whatever the system adjusts people forget that there was a time where doors didn't yeah. didn't work out about if you were using these plugins or that plugins or an external pcie or something there was it didn't you 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 had to work it out yourself um but now it's all done for you so generally speaking it's not a an issue but um anyway that, i'm just going off on general no, but that is really about, really interesting about uh because i mean the, the some of the finest sounding monitor systems you're right yeah they have dsp for auto room correction there's uh, the ik multimedia iLoud ones which people say is amazing i presume and, and I, I we don't know this so the numbers you know you you've quoted a specific number for a specific brand because you looked into it but presumably that's the case across anything that has dsp built in to time a line and get the phase exactly right there's going to be a certain amount of delay so if you've got to wait for the uh, or advance the top end or the or, or ret- retard the base end so that it all arrives at the same time. They've got to go be, in a buffer. There's got to be a buffer. That's yeah. really interesting. Gosh, I hadn't. Re- yeah, I just... and I, I'd never thought about it. I'd never thought about it, and it's. But now, now that I know, it's fine. It's one of those things that now. So now, when I'm actually, if I'm, if I'm playing something and it's really important that I, it, that I've got to get the timing perfect. I'll just turn the trinoff off, you know, which is easy to do. It's fine. It just means that while I'm doing that, while I'm doing the tracking, the monitors don't sound quite as good. That's all. And then once that's done, you switch it back on. And it would be the same that if I do go with these key threes, I would have to do the same. You would have to put it in low, low latency when I'm pl- doing all the playing and then switch it into, you know, full latency when when I'm listening back. Right, so, I, um, I, that's really it. But yeah, I, I just out of interest, how, what did you think of the sound of the key threes? Because I heard them and I was just like, oh my goodness, this is. I've never key, heard bass it, that focused. I've just never heard. Well, it. well, I'm I'm looking at the. I don't know whether you know, but they neighbor do a, a BXT, um, where they add another another eight subs, another eight drivers underneath the key threes. Crikey. So it's a key three plus a BXT. Um, but the BA, B- basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the thing is, the key threes by themselves, I, I, I really liked, but they, they, they don't. I don't know. I tell you what it is. Technically, they're incredible. Musically, I'm not quite so sure, but technically, they're they're mind blowing. But and then I listened to a pair with the BXTs, and all of a sudden, the musicality comes back into it because the the bass and the subs aren't trying so hard and it all hangs together a lot better and they are incredible they go right down to 20 is it 20 hertz or 25 wow. it's it, the bass on them is is so the nice thing about but <laughs> carry on, no, carry but on. up against them so that's all dsp basically up against them i've listened to there's a swiss company called psi and they do um 
some monitors three ways called a a 25ms and then separate subs a225ms i think which are old school totally analog big big speakers and i at the moment it's literally which way to go with it and it's whether i can get my head around they sound completely different one which is all processing is all dsp and one which is old school analog and they both have their qualities and they both don't get me wrong i'm not going to make a mistake either way because they both sound incredible um but i'm deciding which but way surely so if you way. went for the if you went for the keys with the massive amount of subs in the room doesn't that mean you're going to have to vent your room because if you shut all the doors don't you need some sort of but, flap to let the air out because <laughs> otherwise it'll just well, <laughs> you'll end up breaking all the seams apart in the corners and stuff i'll tell you what i'll tell you what's amazing about them is the <laughs> fact that you you actually when the when the bass bear in mind so each speaker has an extra ba- extra eight bass drivers okay but you switch it on and, and it's not like night and day. It's not like night and day at all. Right. It's basically with them in and with them out. It's almost the same sound, but it just hangs together a bit well. But when the volume goes up, where the key threes, you can hear the bass is starting to struggle. With the BXTs, you just know that the volume's just going to go up and up and up and and there's no distortion. There's zero distortion. It just gets until you it it gets to the stage where you would just your ears would start bleeding. But the the depth of the bass, it's more to do with the depth of the bass, is incredible. But to be fair, the PSI is exactly the same. The level of bass um, is oh they're be- they're both two beautiful sets of speakers. But I'd never heard of PSI, and um, when I first I first saw a pair, if, if you ever see a pair, their um, kind of factory colour is this burgundy red, which I have to be honest with you is absolutely hideous. Oh, but the, so the first the first question yeah, I right, said it is, yeah, that's go. horrible. There we it go. It looks like Oxford. So, yes, yes. So the first question I said was, do they do them in other colours? And unfortunately, they do. But they sound the sound on them, the the, the stereo and the, the you know the imaging and the timing of the top end is 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 beautiful. Interesting, they, yeah. Interesting stuff. So, wow. Yeah. Well, that took but an anyway. unexpected turn. Thank you for that. Sorry. Information. That's, sorry. That's sorry. No, but I mean, I think that's really interesting, and it's not something I'd ever heard. But of, but of course, I mean, in the same way that if you have a throughput. You know, and it's not UA or it's not a very highly specified system. There's going to be a delay in the system unless you're lit monitoring in real time from the sound source. It's just yes. it's physics. It's physics, yeah. isn't it? You know, yeah. the, it's physics. Yeah, yeah. That's really yeah. interesting. But I hadn't thought about it when it came to speakers. But yeah, um, yeah. but the article itself. I mean, the article itself. I suppose we should go back to that and just reference it. it it's, Sorry. Uh, yes. It? Absolutely. Um, if you check out AP Matthews, it's just you know it's an interesting read, and it may well kind of just trigger some thoughts like we just had. That's fantastic. Brilliant. Gosh, um, there's. Uh, I, I think we should probably. I was thinking about going for the um, the atom, but actually, maybe we should because you've just got the Nord, haven't you? Or is the atom something that you're interested in as well? It's no, so I mean, to... no, I mean, yeah, I mean, the the atom. Do you know what? Maybe the atom isn't really. I have I have a, I have views about the atom, but it's not really it's not really my thing but i do have i do have go. a few well, views about it. we did post a bit of news about it. it's a new uh sp- the new uh controller from personas and it's got it's just some interesting things that you don't normally see in midi controls maybe we'll save that till next week we we'll use that as a tease yeah. the other thing that's really yeah. interesting is uh this was on uh, synthtopia uh, not synthtopia synth anatomy so friend good friend tom uh 
Basically, a company called Byte Order have have ported the Nord modular editor for the G, the Nord G1. Don't think it does G2, unfortunately. But um, what was really interesting about this is this because the, the Nord modular stuff is kind of quite legendary, and it's one of those products that got orphaned because. They're just, you know, they, Nord are not a software company and they ended up having to support it. And it just, I don't think all that many people were interested in it either because it's it was it was a very complex It was ahead of its time. Ahead it was, of its time. It really yeah. was ahead of its time. Yeah. So uh, I did have a couple of videos. And one was, uh, this is a, a video by a chap called uh, Rob Welt. This is just flicking through a few patches. I don't know. If, I think this is a G1. I'm not quite sure. No, it's a G1, yeah. It's a G1 for sale on eBay. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's it's got some lovely sounds in it. If I just flip through a couple more, very complex. I mean, polyphonic sounds as well. And then just to back that up, I've also uh, we spoke to uh, Thipal Sandra at uh, Kimri Beats in uh, Kimri Beats Kimri Beats. Sorry, I nearly get that. Always get that wrong. Uh, in um, in Cardiff a couple of years ago. <laughs> and just in case there's anybody moaning well about it. Yeah, yeah. I also cheat stuff. quite a bit. I use a Nord Modular. So, um... Because, uh, now, that, that, I just literally put that clip. Thipal Sandra is a very well-known synthesis, plays with Coil, plays with uh, Liz Fraser, really kind of... And, he's, 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 and he uses it because it's much more repeatable than that whole box of wires. You know, he uses both, but it means that the core of the patch could be recalled. Now, the, the, just by chance, Ty, when I said this is a topic, <laughs> you happened to... Uh, did you say you just got a, a G? Yesterday. Or a G? Yeah. Yesterday. Oh, wow, OK. It was... It was it's, so, so the modular... I, I remember, again, God, it's like memory lane with me on the show, isn't it? Sorry. Um, anyone born after 19... Whatever it is, 80, even 90... I'm sorry. Um, but I remember sitting in um, what well, I think it was called Music Connections or Musical Exchanges or whatever in Birmingham in the 90s. And they just had the the G1, the original Nord modular in. Right. And I remember just sitting there doing with all, with all the modules, because essentially what it really is, is just like a modular. It's a virtual modular that all the all the heart of the all the engine of the machine is in the keyboard or the rack mount, and uh, the all that the the you do on the computer is just the editing of the modules. So the computer itself is nothing other than just an editor. So you're adding okay. multiple, you're adding multiple oscillators, multiple you know yeah, with finite G, with finite uh, DSP, but DSP. Absolutely. But and then and and then you basically load it all into the machine and then you take the machine away and you've got everything that you've been doing through the editor. And now I've been looking and I wanted one at the time, but I can't remember for whatever reason, I probably didn't have the money, to be fair. I, I, I couldn't get one. And then when the G2 came out, the G2 was always an instrument that was always on my radar and I always quite fancied one, but I could never find the right one in terms of. I mean, yeah, you know, Nick, what I'm like about yeah, condition of pristine things. Stuff, yeah. It has to be pristine. It has to be mint. And I could never find the right one. Anyway, I found one. And, and yesterday, I literally did get this, which oh, is nice. the G2. And it is literally immaculate. It's literally like the day it came out of the factory. But how and... are you going to edit it? <laughs> well... This is the thing. Fortunately, this is because 
obviously these are, are kind of vintage things that you have to run on. They won't run on Catalina, but they will run on, what was the one before Catalina? Mojave. And what was before that? Uh, some mountain, tiger, leopard, something, snow. Whatever it is. I don't know. So I the one remember. before Mojave, apparently it will run on. But from my point of view, luckily I have cheese graters with various OSs and I've got a few laptops with various OSs that are kind of piled up. So all that will really happen is just one of those will c- come out and it will just be just just for that machine and it will sit there um because you can still obviously download the editor you can still download the latest version of software and what's even better is that so when they brought out the g2 they um gave it a lot more dsp but they also did an expansion and was it outputs or something no, 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 just oh, a DSP expansion. Ah. Basically, it's doubles, it just doubles the DSP. And uh, there's, a, there's a guy in America who basically cloned these, and you just buy the DSP, and you get double the you know, DSP in your, in your machine. Oh, nice. So, so I've, I'm going to order one of those. And is, it, is it Motorola just, or Shark? I can never remember. It was, it was early I don't know, or, to be honest. Probably Motorola. I really don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. But all I know is it's, a, you know, I mean, there's four inputs, four outputs. It's incredibly complex, some of the stuff you can do with this. And also, by the time it came to the G2, they were adding physical modeling. Um, it had a whole load of uh, effects, which I don't think the, I don't think the first one's got. Did sample playback as well, doesn't it, by the sound of it, on some of those patches? No, no, no sample, no oh, sample playback, no. No songs playback, but it's just you can sit there with a whole. You know, it can be an FM synth, it can be an analog synth, a virtual analog synth. It can be kind of whatever you want it to be, and it was just always something that I wanted to get into. So when you said this yesterday, I'd literally, I'd actually had it back here for like an hour, wow. and then you That's said you said the synchronicity fate. Although it's not quite fate because this editor, unfortunately, is only for the G1. It's not for the. It's not for G2. But um, oh, well, if you can, if you've the got fact- the, if you've got the gubbins to do it, then you're fine, aren't you? So yeah. Yeah, but it is one of it is one of those that people that ha- they don't come up often because people that do have them hold on hold on to them because they are incredibly versatile machines. Um, mm. It's a bit like well, it's a bit like the Arturo Origin in terms of it's not the same as the Origin, but that kind of. You can make anything, do anything, plugging into anything, kind of. Well, that sounds thing. good. Well, this brings back to because I, I, I forget it's gone past now, but somebody was saying, you know, VCV rack, which is the equivalent, the software version, which uh, we've yeah. extolled. Uh, the, you know, it's the free environment that allow you buy. Uh, you get a whole bunch. I don't know it must be hundreds of modules you can get for free, but there's also stuff that you buy. And it seems to me, and I think I've spoken about this at the time, if somebody made something you could make all of those DSP patches in and kind of go, yeah, okay, I want these knobs to do these things and put them into something a lot akin to a Nord modular. So that that's exactly gave what you those is. patches. That's what that, I mean, that yeah. feels like maybe the world is ready for that. And they haven't really got that, but I wonder because, you know, even some, even some uh, uh, patches that you run on, you know, the today's capable machines are struggling with DSP. So I wonder how much you'd actually need to put in a dedicated unit and how expensive that would maybe be. That's, maybe that's exactly what it is. I mean, maybe that's exactly what it is. But I think, but also I think people look back and learn that the reason that the modular didn't have a, the Nord modular didn't have a long life is because not many sold. That's the bottom line. And yeah. this is what people forget that these companies, especially these smaller companies, um, 
it's a bus- it's a business and a lot of this stuff that we now rave about and think is amazing and you know the, the nord module is very held in very high regard um but people didn't buy them at the time the same way that you know kind of oh look we the the classic one obviously is that you know tb303 everyone wants one now but people are forgetting that back in the day no one bought them the roland jd800 everyone thinks what a great 90 synth they stopped making them because no one bought them you know, well, that's so, why I think, I think yeah. there's an there's this air of exclusivity about these things, isn't there? Because the less people can have them, the, you you end up with a few key artists who use those, so they become the kind of the 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 the, the, the um oh what's the word I'm looking for the, the the evangelical kind of figurehead for that particular piece of equipment. You go if I get one of what they've got, I could sound like that. I could be yes. Competing, yeah. I could be doing that sort of thing, and it's as we know, it's not the case. But it's this kind of the desirability and the rarity of it, because I mean, you know the amount of R and D that must have gone into those uh, Nords. I mean, they did make a second version and multiple versions, so it can't have been all that uh, bad. Maybe the G two was a step too far because they made the G ones, I suppose. Yeah, I think I I just think because there's a lot of people wanting basically wanting a G three. And every time, every time N Nord announce any new yeah, synth, no, it'll never, they'll every, never happen. Everybody just jumps on, going, oh, "I hope it's a G3 modular." That's why, every, you know, everyone online. But then you you have to then turn around and go, if they did do that, how many of those people that said, "Oh, I hope it is," would then go and buy one? I mean, from a business point of view, the reality right. is they they have you have to learn from the lessons that that you know as a business you have to learn from the, the not mistakes that you made but you have to learn from what you've done previously and i think what seems fairly obvious is that the modular from their point of view monetary wise didn't kind of work for them yeah and and so you can't expect them to suddenly i mean don't get me wrong i hope they do bring out a g3 yeah e, but i mean e, then you've got to look at what they did do which is they made a big red piano basically that everybody went oh look at that that's on stage on telly what's that i'll yes, get one of those exactly. just making a big red thing was the best market yeah. well i mean all their stuff's red but i mean the, when they went to stage yeah. keyboards absolutely cleaned absolutely. up for a long time didn't they yeah and probably still do. And they still do they still do absolutely they still do but don't get me wrong, they, their, their stage stuff, it, it is great. But what's great about it is the fact that it's limited. That's coming back to, I was having a conversation with someone the other day, um, actually about, about the Typhon um, and about the fact of what people are starting to realise is the fact that there we go, you see? Let's have a look at that. Yay! So what people are starting to realise is that that since that actually, I mean, it's almost sounds the opposite of what I'm saying now with the modular, but since synths that are simpler um, are actually the synths that are used more. I mean, I'll tell you that for a fact. The really complicated stuff, from my point of view, gets used, but in, in a, a more kind of niche, special way. But it's the simpler synths that I turn to for just bog-standard stuff day in, day out. And the, the, what's great about the Typhon is that, it's a, for me, it's a perfect compromise between being really simple, but... There's a you know there's a, a, enough depth in there to get to what you want to be to do something different. I love it. I again I only I only got it yesterday, but um, oh, I, you got the typhoon. Yeah, 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 yeah the, the typhoon was the thing to the thing to watch out with the typhoon. There's two gotchas. One is if you plug it into the wrong USB power source, it whines like like hell and sounds horrible. Okay. And the other okay. thing is is when you power it up, mute your speakers because it goes bang. And that's not oh, something you okay. want. Yeah, so be careful no. with that. But once it's okay. on and it's done all of that, boy, does it sound good. 
it's just it's just it oozes it oozes usability it just it, you know one of those sins where you're going you're going through the the patches and you're there going oh god a minute i can do this with this and oh i can do that with that it's 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 a it's a lovely lovely little thing and especially look i mean from my point of view have you looked at the serial numbers what's the serial number on yours have a look uh, i don't think i've got one maybe not no there's no serial number on this one okay well mine was was tie zero 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 nine so anything with nice a serial touch. number with with Your my name, name on, you know, it's 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 unless it's that was, of course, the ninth one they made for you, and uh, none of them worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> the other eight have all gone back, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure is not the case. I would like to point out absolutely right? not. No, no, That's no, funny. no, no. So, yeah, but it's a great, great little synth. But yeah, coming back to the the Nord modular, it's it's. Uh, I think I I honestly think it's a kind of it's a bit of a classic, and I think it will only carry on being a bit of a classic but it'd be great it'd be great if um they could do update the software for the g2 as well that would be that would be awesome yeah i mean like um, i say a a dsp player even you know even if i don't know how much grunt it needs to run whether because if you've got no os underneath it you know those because i think a lot of it's it's java based isn't it i think a lot of java i'm not i'm not entirely sure i don't know um, if it is, then presumably there's a way of making some optimal OS for it that you could just pop fire those patches in. If somebody could figure that out, then I tell you who would I would put some faith awesome. in. I tell you who I would, and I, I should point out when I'm, I'm saying this, not knowing anything whatsoever about this. So if it does appear in six months' time, please don't think that I'm in any way breaking the NDA because I'm talking off the top of my head here. Uh, the you know the soft tube modular, yeah. The fact that the software module is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing in itself, and in my head, I'm sitting there going, "SoftTube, they're now making hardware with their console one, and they're Scandinavian, i.e., they're slightly crackers and a bit bonkers." Well, I just think if any, from my point of view, I'm just talking out loud. If anyone makes it, I could imagine. I can imagine them making it. I can imagine, bearing in mind they've got the hardware facilities, you know, kind of the, 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 they have that side of their business. And then they've got the, you know, for my opinion, one of the best virtual modulars. Yeah, it does sound very good. I mean, that, that's what they, I mean, VCV Rack is free, but it's the software modular stuff. It's hard to make a comparison, but it does sound better. It does. It's also yeah. It sounds better. I mean, but that's that's fine. You you pay for it, and and the the the, the plugins. You know, they're not they're not cheap when you start adding them up no. to get a, a. And but that's fine because in my head they 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 do sound they sound better. But I just think that of all the companies, they've got they've got the elements mm, that's there. That's an interesting thought. Wouldn't I don't know. I, I think to... anybody, I mean, this is the thing, you know, we've been discussing, you know, the, what happened to the Nord. The problem is, as soon as you put anything DSP based into some hardware, it's it's like buying a new car. It's kind of almost in, by the, from the time that when you started designing it, the DSP was maybe not cutting edge because you don't want to be working with stuff that's that, you know, that is brand new out of the block because, you know, you're going to run into problems with compiling and stuff. But then by the time you're in production, it's going to be much older in the tooth and the capacity, you know, what you thought was a lot of poke and RAM and what have you, by the time you've had it, it's been out for a year is, is not. 
So it's, I wonder, you know, I wonder whether, you know, because we've talked about the, uh, not today, but the, the fact that Apple moving to ARMs and these ARM chips being kind of much more prevalent, people will be making more of them and they'll get more powerful and more efficient, whether or not that's the point at where this sort of thing step then becomes viable becomes to, do, realistic. to, do, to yeah. do that sort of stuff. Yeah, no, otherwise, it's, I mean, otherwise it's, it's sharks and, and, you know, they're specific, aren't they? So. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a, it's very, I mean, it's a very good point. Yeah, absolutely. Unless, unless you kind of, the only way of doing it really is to almost, again, it's a bit like me talking about Fish 5, it's, it's making it as a self-contained instrument that brings something new to the party, that it's almost like it doesn't matter that it's going to be obsolete in six months' time because what it does, it does different to everything else anyway. A, a bit like the C-15, um, the nonlinear labs, you know, kind of, if you actually look at that, that's just DSP, but the way, what it does, it does in a, in a, a combination oh, yeah. that, of the hardware. That, that C15 that, uh, that, that you, that you, uh, I remember when we, when this came out, you were very sort of, not horrified, but surprised at, that it, it was it didn't have. Oh, I'll, I'd put and it now, down. I'll put yeah. it down. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'd you put it down big time. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to say now I've got one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Made me look stupid. That's no, no, fine. but but no. but the no, no, reason is and the, right. but the reason that you have got one is because of yeah. the, what, presumably because it, it spoke to you in some way when you tried it, right? I mean, it was it was the simple thing of, and I have to say this happens a lot with me. Well, not a lot with me, but it has happened a lot in the past. There are certain things that initially you don't, whether it's software, hardware, it doesn't matter. You kind of look at, you take in you don't kind of get and then there's almost like a light bulb moment where it you suddenly get it'll be well a, a, a bit like the 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 dreadbox the um uh, not the poly dreadbox the polyend the medusa i went for months just not getting that i was just not getting it and then there's suddenly a light bulb moment where you suddenly go oh my god so that means if you can do that you can do that and it suddenly makes sense and the c15 was like that because there was lot. There were lots of things about it that didn't kind of make sense to me. And then, as you say, something happened, and and you suddenly get it. You just suddenly get it. Mm. And the, but from my point, what I found is they're the instruments that actually have more longevity. Do you know the the, the instrument? I have to be honest with you. Say the instruments, the instruments normally that really that scream out to me, going the moment you see them, go. Oh, I've got to buy. It, I've got to buy. It, I've got to buy it. They the long their longevity is actually shorter. Whereas the bigger instruments that I've had to kind of really convince myself I need mm. them and why I need them mm. have actually had more that's longevity. That's interesting. Well, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Well, I think we kind of, uh, I think we've probably come to a natural end. I, thanks very much, Ty, for uh, hanging in there in the twos up. We don't often do twos up and uh, no... Uh, sometimes that uh, puts a bit of pressure on everybody, but uh, as we know, both of us can talk... Oh. Uh, forever oh, about yeah. all sorts of stuff so i appreciate you doing that and that particularly the stuff about the dsp in speakers really interesting i really hadn't thought about that so ty thank you very much for joining us it's been a pleasure thank you and, um I'm and look sorry gaz to... wasn't here yeah well hopefully next time remember uh gaz though will be doing his show a bit later on um if you check over his channel, uh, get the Gaz Williams show. Just go and search for it. And don't forget, if Definitely you want to win, in. yeah, if you want to win a copy of uh, 
Isotope slash BT Stutter Edit 2. We're looking for the hashtag Rhythmic Gestures as one word, spelt correctly, I hope, and the hashtag Stutter Edit 2, the number two to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And that will get you entered into the competition. Thank you very much. So, Ty, yes, thank you. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you. We'll see. I could go fours up and then Gaz won't be able to wave, oh, yeah. but we can wave. Anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you very much, everybody, <laughs> for watching. Uh, we'll be back again with uh, more fun uh, at the next show. Thanks very much. Bye-bye now. Bye.